raids underway. The Trump administration targets undocumented migrant families for deportation. People come into our country illegally, we're taking them out legally. It's very simple. Mayors across the country are pledging not to cooperate. Will more children be separated from their parents? We'll ask the acting director of the Citizenship and Immigration Service, Ken Cuccinelli, and New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio in moments. And soaking the coast. Barry makes landfall as a Category 1 hurricane, slamming Louisiana with torrential rain, punishing winds, and surging floods. As the waters rise is the worst yet to come. Plus, party problems. A Democratic disagreement gets personal. It's really just pointing out the pattern, right? As some warn, the party is hurting its chances in 2020. The last thing we need is form a circular firing squad here. How unified are Democrats heading into the election year? Well, I'm Dick Tapper in Washington, where the State of Our Union is trying to keep the lights on. Tens of thousands of people are currently without power in Louisiana after Tropical Storm Barry hit the coast as a Category 1 hurricane. The storm is now moving inland with the potential for devastating flooding, as the governor there warns residents that the worst is yet to come. Meanwhile, the worst appears to be over in New York City, where power is now fully restored after massive Outages left over 70,000 people in the dark Saturday evening, stranding people in subways and in elevators. This as the city is expecting federal raids today targeting undocumented immigrants. The raids are expected to go after some 2,000 people in at least nine cities across the country. But the president is starting this morning going after a different group, quote, progressive congresswomen, tweeting, quote, so interesting to see progressive Democrat congresswomen who originally came from countries whose governments are a complete and total catastrophe, the worst, most corrupt and inept anywhere in the world, if they even have a functioning government at all, now loudly and viciously telling the people of the United States, the greatest and most powerful nation on earth, how our government is to be run. Why don't they go back and help fix the totally broken and crime-infested places from which they came? We're going to hear from an administration official in moments, but first, New York City Mayor and 2020 presidential candidate Bill de Blasio. Um, Mayor de Blasio, we have a lot to get to, but I do want to get your reaction to these new tweets from the president asking why some lawmakers don't, quote, go, excuse me, go back and help fix the totally broken and crime-infested places from which they came. What's your response? Jake, unfortunately, there's an American tradition of telling people to go back where they came from. It's uh, a very bad tradition that we need to weed out of our nation because we are a nation of immigrants. That's who we are by our nature for hundreds of years. But you don't expect to hear it from the president of the United States. So here's the bottom line of what Trump is doing with that tweet today. You know, he said he would make America great again. What he's trying to do is make America hate again. This is another effort to divide people along lines of uh, religion, uh, you know, uh, ethnicity, origin, and create a country where there can't be unity. He's doing the most unpresidential thing possible by constantly looking for every way to divide people. But it's a political strategy. Let's let's give him points for consistency. What he's doing with that tweet, what he's doing with the ICE raids. Jake, it's all one political strategy to keep people divided to the maximum extent possible, gin up his base and take people's eyes off all of the other things going on, the fact that so many middle class and working class people are not doing well in America, mm-hmm. the fact that he's about to pass a new NAFTA treaty, mm. which will continue to hurt Americans. These are the kinds of things that Trump does. He baits and switch 
all the time. It's a bait and switch move. Yeah. And what it's going to do, I think, is get a lot of people angry because they realize that they're being lied to about their lives. And it's a purposeful attempt to divide people. I want to talk about those ice raids in a second. But first, let's turn to the power outage in New York. It appears that a, a substation uh, and malfunction with an issue with a transmission line might have caused this outage. Tens of thousands of people, uh, your constituents, lost power for a few hours. Does this suggest that your electrical grid is incredibly vulnerable? Well, Jake, we haven't had uh, many incidents like this in recent years, and that's a very good thing. Uh, This incident went on about five hours, and then power was fully restored. Thank God, no injuries. Our first responders did an amazing job, and I just want to say the NYPD, FDNY, uh, emergency management, everyone did their job and went, got help to people right away. But uh, we're going to look at this very carefully, not only depend on Con Edison, but we're going to make sure there's a very careful review of what happened. We don't ever want to see it happen again. Mm -hmm. I'll be going over to the site where the incident occurred to get an update on the investigation that's taking place. Uh, I'll be doing that in the next hours. But the bottom line here, Jake, is uh, we have not seen a lot of incidents like this, but once it occurred... Uh, I want to just say our first responders did an outstanding job, and Con Edison did get the power restored within five hours. We should note, of course, that that you weren't in New York when it happened. You were in Waterloo, Iowa, campaigning for president. Governor Cuomo said, quote, mayors are important and situations like this come up, you know, and you have to be on site, unquote. What do you say to, to his constituents who say, hey, we elected you to run New York City, not to go to Iowa for a quixotic presidential campaign? Jake, I am responsible for making sure that everything in New York City is handled quickly, handled well. Uh, I want to say the whole team responded immediately the way everyone's been trained to do. Uh, We had top officials on the site coordinating the response. First responders were there quickly, got a lot of information out to people. Uh, When you're a mayor or a governor, you're going to travel for a variety of reasons. The important thing is to have the hand on the wheel, make sure things are moving effectively and communicate to people. Uh, even from uh, where I was, I was able to do that right away with the people in New York City. Uh, so in the end, a CEO in public sector, private sector has to be able to lead wherever they were. And uh, we got this done. All right. Let's turn to those immigration raids, uh, which are coming this morning. You've slammed as reckless a political weapon. <clears throat> Let's just start back philosophically because you're running for commander in chief. Do you think it is the job of the federal government to enforce its borders and to make sure that everyone in the country is here legally. Absolutely, Jake. And if we're really going to have a serious conversation in this country about how to do it, then let's do comprehensive immigration reform. Let's have a path to citizenship for 11 or 12 million people who have been here. By the way, Jake, decades. You know, this I always say, this is the greatest don't ask, don't tell in American history. For decades, we've had millions and millions of undocumented folks. And they're core to our economy at this point. And they're part of our communities. Why don't we just acknowledge it as a country, have that comprehensive reform, give people that pathway to citizenship. Uh, We can have a guest worker program. A lot of parts of our country, Iowa, where I've been, uh, folks need more uh, agricultural workers. Why don't we come to grips with this and rationalize this? But, But, Jake, it comes down to this. What President Trump is doing, and again, I'll say it clearly, his, his slogan should be make America hate again because he's trying to foment division as a political campaign. It is what he's doing with our ICE agents is not about securing our borders. It's basically an electoral effort by President Trump. We could have a rational immigration system. We could have clear border security 
And it could be done in a way that actually helps our economy function so, and creates fairness. The, the Trump we don't need this ICE, though. That's the other thing I should say. This ICE, as it's formed now, should be abolished. A new agency created that's not about separating families, but is actually about enforcing the law fairly and evenly. Well, the, the Trump administration says that the undocumented immigrants being targeted in this raid have all been given a final order for removal from a judge. In other words, they've gone through the legal process and been told, you cannot stay here, you have to leave. They have ignored that. What is wrong with the U.S. government enforcing a court order and telling people, as they were told by the courts, you cannot stay? Because, Jake, unfortunately, the Trump administration is no longer believable on these issues. Uh, they said they were going to do immigration enforcement. And what we've seen is so inconsistent. They've gone after folks who had committed no crime, who had no proceeding against them. Uh, there's no rhyme or reason what they did undermining the asylum process with family separation, zero tolerance on off. They keep changing just the way President Trump uh, can't make up his mind on so many issues. Mm. This is not legal, consistent enforcement. I'm the first to say in New York City, we have a law and I'm proud of it that says if you commit a serious or violent offense and you're found guilty uh, and you're here undocumented, you should be deported. I think that's the right way to do it. That is a real process. But but there are millions of people. And this is the honest conversation we need to have. Millions of people didn't do anything wrong. They've been here a long time. They're contributing to our economy. They haven't done anything wrong. Uh, Trump threatened to deport all of them. Look, the bottom line there, Jake, is I believe he is trying to divide Americans in this manner. If you're an American citizen and you're middle class, you're working class, you're hurting, you're not feeling good about the economy, you're not mm -hmm. being able to make ends meet your family. Trump is trying to get you to think the immigrants did that to you. And I say very bluntly, I said at the first debate, that's not who created your misery. If you're an American citizen and you're hurting right now economically, Wall Street did that to you. The mm -hmm. big corporations did that to you. The folks who had power put you in that jam. The fact that your your income's not growing, the fact your kids are not going to have a better life than you. That's not because of some guy Mayor. who works in the kitchen yeah. or works in the fields. That's about the folks in power. And we have to have that discussion in this country, Jake, because if we do, then we're actually able to go at the root cause of people's challenges it is not these immigrants who are just struggling to get by and take care of their families. So, Mayor, Mayor de Blasio, the Obama-Biden administration also targeted families in what they called, quote, concerted nationwide enforcement operations. They did this in 2016. ICE numbers very clearly show that deportations under Obama-Biden grew as high as 400,000 a year, far more than the 256,000 deportations this year by Trump-Pence. Does Joe Biden need to answer for that? Oh, Jake, absolutely. Look, let, uh, let's be honest. And I think there's a lot of issues where Democrats and Republicans, uh, unfortunately, have some responsibility for the problems. We can't, as Democrats, be so partisan to say we were perfect because we weren't. I think some of that, that was absolutely a mistake. Uh, in the end, what we needed to have was a very different approach uh, that said this should be a country for working people, a country where we respect that immigrants come here uh, trying to do well for their family and that we need a certain number of immigrants in this country to be able to have our economy uh, go forward and work. Instead, I think Democrats have often been scared of their own shadows, um, listening to what's on Fox News or, or the attacks coming from Republicans and responding to them too much. Uh, we need to be real blunt about the facts that, that Democrats made mistakes here, too. And I mentioned, you know, there's going to be a moment of truth for Democrats, Jake. Mm -hmm. uh, you're about to see in the next week's Democrats are going to have to decide who we are, and the question is going to be the new NAFTA treaty. 
And if Democrats are complicit with Republicans in passing a NAFTA treaty, it's got a different name, but it's still NAFTA. It's even worse in some ways. It gives even more power to corporations this time. If Democrats are so scared to stand up and be progressive and be strong that they can't say out of hand, no NAFTA, no way, uh, a lot of people in this country, a lot of working people are going to look at that. A lot of middle class people are going to look at that and say, I can't tell one party from the other. Mm -hmm. and, and they're not going to buy into a Democratic Party that seems to be once again just caving to the big corporations rather than standing up for working people. So on a whole host of issues, I think it's a time of reckoning for the Democratic Party. Mm -hmm. I think that's what this primary should be about in these debates. The heart and soul of the Democratic Party. Are we really on here for working people? Are we really ready to stand up for a different kind of society? Or are Democrats just Republicans light? Uh, that's the discussion we have to have. And if we're Republicans light, Donald Trump is going to get reelected. I, I, for one, will not stand for that. All right, Mayor Bill de Blasio, thank you so much for your time, sir. Appreciate it. Good luck with, to the citizens of New York City. Thanks so much, Jake. ICE officers are set to begin raids on migrant families this morning. I'm going to talk to a top Homeland Security official, Ken Cuccinelli, about whom exactly they're targeting and whether families might be separated again. That's next. Plus, President Trump says a group of progressive Democratic congresswomen should go back to where they came from. That story coming up. Stay with us. Welcome back to State of the Union. I'm Jake Tapper. Cities across the U.S. this morning are preparing for raids on thousands of undocumented migrant families. President Trump originally delayed those raids on migrants in at least nine U.S. cities with court-ordered removals after Democrats called them cruel amid concerns that more migrant families could be separated, parents from children, as well as a worry that the president's decision to reveal the exact date of the raids could put immigration and customs enforcement officials and officers in danger. Joining me now is the acting director of U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services, which is part of the Department of Homeland Security, Ken Cuccinelli. Uh, Ken, thanks so much for joining us. I do have to ask you, who is the president talking about in this tweet when he says uh, that uh, indiv these individuals, Democratic congresswomen, progressives, uh, need to go back and help fix the totally broken and crime-infested places from which they came? Do you have any idea who he's talking about here? I, I don't. I don't. Okay, because, uh, you know, Ocasio-Cortez was born in New York. Presley was born in Ohio. Tlaib was born in Michigan. <laughs> well, New York could use a little fixing today, but... But that's a separate... <laughs> you talked to the mayor about that already. Yeah, I mean, I understand you're bound by the Hatch Act. You're supposed to talk policy and not really politics, but you understand that you heard de Blasio talking about how the president likes to divide people on race and religion and nationality, and these ICE raids now come, and the president is talking about sending these Democratic congresswomen back to the countries they came from where three out of four of the members of the so-called squad come from the United States. It, it feeds into this impression that the president is racist and is pushing a racist agenda, even if... Well, you're, I, that's I not mean, you're, you're, he's, he's running for president, and you're wrapping up his rhetoric for the presidential race in with what is ICE's everyday job, and that's enforcing the law Congress passed. So we're, we're paying attention to it from a news standpoint, but this is their job every day. We've got compassionate, loyal ICE agents who are just doing their job, and it shows you how far we've fallen in that it's become news that they would actually go deport people who have uh, removal orders. And in your earlier segment, CNN had a little tagline underneath the mayor that said undocumented. Well, they're not undocumented. They've got a court order on a piece of paper, mm -hmm. a federal order that says they've gotten due process and over a million people with removal orders. Well, That's let's, let's the talk pool about this. Yeah, well, that ICE is drawing from. So first of all, have the raids started? Have uh, I, I can't speak to operational specifics and, okay. and won't. But, um, you, you know, th that's the pool that's being drawn from for ICE. 
So Trump, the president said that raids were going to start today. I, I understand that, but right. he's also made it clear that he's leaving actual execution in the hands of Matt Albans and the folks at ICE who do this job every day. Okay, so then the other question is, who is going to be targeted? Because obviously, I don't think there's anybody that really would object to dangerous criminals, MS-13. Well, let's start there. Yeah. That remains the priority for ICE. That so, is still so the, when they the go priority. out today, that's who they're going to that's go after. That's still the priority. That What, what we today, keep saying... Today it's a priority? Let me finish, Jake. Yeah. What we keep saying is that will not be the exclusive limit of any operation. That that is the priority. You can expect it to remain the priority. And it's interesting to hear a mayor of a major city, America's biggest, say, well, this is what I'd like to see done. Well, you know, at the same time, people in his city and others who want to sanctuary, be sanctuary cities, are not cooperating with that exact, with that exact effort. That's still ICE's priority. And ICE is protecting American, Americans by removing those criminals from this country while you've got sanctuary cities and states who are protecting these criminals by not cooperating with ICE. When you talk about criminals, I guess that's one of the things. There's, I, again, I don't think anybody has any issue with dangerous criminals, MS-13, gang right, members, sure. people who have killed people or raped people. Any, get them out of the country. But, you heard de Blasio Jay, say th- that. But, but that isn't even right. We're sitting here at the capital of the United States. Barely a month ago, yeah. MS-13 killed a 14-year-old girl on the other side of the border in Maryland, and the, the killer and the two accomplices had been in Prince George's County police detention for violent crimes, aggravated felonies, and... Maryland, their attorney general, and the Prince George's County government proudly proclaimed they were providing sanctuary for those folks. And now there's a 14-year-old girl dead. And that is MS-13. It's a horrible tragedy. And And they wouldn't cooperate with ICE. But let's talk about today, because my point is, when you say criminals need to be deported, I think a lot of people think dangerous criminals when they hear criminal, like the kind you just talked about from Maryland. But you also mean people who are in this country illegally when you say criminals, right? I well, mean, you- when we talk in terms of, so so everybody understands, coming across the border illegally is a crime. Right, that's what I'm that's, saying. That's the confusion you're trying to clear up. When we talk about prioritization for removal, we're not utilizing that. We're using other crimes you that you would normally crimes. think of. Yes. Okay. So you said earlier this month that if people know the raids are coming, that would be, quote, a threat to officer safety. And I know there are people at ICE who are concerned about that. But President Trump has not only named that these uh, named the date that, uh, that, that these raids are coming, he's talked about it happening this morning. Is there concern that being so public about when these raids are happening, announcing them the way that President Trump has, will put ICE officers in jeopardy? Well, first of all, if you look back to the last... Uh, time we were talking about this about three weeks ago the level of detail in the information that came out publicly was way beyond these general comments the president is making and it's when you get to that point where you've got to be concerned for officer safety which is always a top priority and as you might imagine in in any effort like this so what do you say to people like de blasio who say this looks like a political stunt not like an actual effort to solve the immigration problem because you have the president talking about it. Obviously, sure. this is something that he talks about. He's talked about on the, on the campaign trail since he announced his presidential right. run. This is for this is red meat for the red states to get his base up. Well, this isn't uh, about keeping the community safer. It is about com- keeping the community safer. And he did talk about it during his presidential campaign. And what happened? Just the expectations imposed such a deterrent effect that we saw what is now called the Trump effect the major drop in illegal crossings that we saw in 2017. 
when people in other parts of the world realized that judges were going to interfere with this president's policies and he wasn't necessarily going to get cooperation from Congress, the numbers started going back up. We, we were hitting crisis level mm-hmm. uh, starting last year. Department of Homeland Security was warning about this while lots of people in this government were saying it's a manufactured crisis, it isn't real. Well, those people are now coming to the border and realizing we do have a real crisis. The Border Patrol is strapped. ICE is strapped. Sure. Even HHS. There is a crisis, absolutely. Humanitarian absolutely. crisis at the border. Acting DHS Secretary Kevin McAleen and reportedly did not support these raids because undocumented parents could be separated from their children. Can you guarantee that no parents will be separated from their children, excluding the violent criminals that we're talking about earlier? Can you guarantee that no parents will be separating from their children in these raids? In the same way I wasn't willing to talk about operational details, that would be an operational detail that I'm not going to comment on. There are a million people, including families, with removal orders. The priority remains for ICE to get at criminals. uh, We're not talking about violent criminals, aggravated felons, all those sorts of things, just as it was in the Obama administration. And you noted earlier in this show that the Trump administration has still not hit the pace of the Obama administration in deportations. Mm-hmm. So, how is separating families and op- how is how is pledging that parents will not be separated from their children, which is something that I think shocked a lot of people when it happened last year before you came on board? How is how is pledging that that won't happen or saying we're making any effort to every effort to make sure that doesn't happen again? How is that revealing any sort of operational? Well, I'm not be, I'm not going to say yes or no to anything like that because then certain people out there can write themselves off the list or find a way to play a loophole. And the loopholes in our legal system are what we've been screaming to be fixed. I run asylum with USCIS. That's one of the things we do along with legal immigration. Mm. We're blessed to be able to do that. And we have been talking to Congress for quite some time about closing some of these loopholes, including ones that the Obama administration talked to them about, like keeping families together with the Flores settlement and undoing that. We have the same position the Obama administration did on dealing with trafficked children. I can put that legislation for those two fixes, Jake, on one piece of paper. Mm -hmm. One piece of paper, not a thousand-page bill. And when I see the House calendar come out between now and when they go on vacation, and the only thing about this they have is some show hearings, they're not going to deal with the problems on a legislative level, I know they're leaving it to us. So I want to ask you, because the vice president toured the border, a detention facility, on Friday, he saw the dangerous overcrowding firsthand. Hundreds of men packed into facilities. They don't have room to lie down. They're asking for water. The smell was overwhelming. The vice president said these conditions were not acceptable. Right. Um, the, the acting DHS inspector general on Friday said the department is not taking sufficient steps to address the overcrowding and prolonged detention. In, is, isn't this a shame? Isn't this a blight on the, on the United States government that we are treating? We, because I'm, I'm a I understand. Player, I understand. We are treating people this way. Uh, first of all, uh, it is a it is shameful for Congress. And the reason is, and we can prove it, because last month, when they were willing to address this same problem for children, we succeeded in addressing it, Jake, in one month. One month. Back in February, the Trump administration asked for more ICE detention beds. The reason you see overcrowding at Border Patrol facilities, and your viewers should pay attention to this, is not because of the Border Patrol. Their job is catch process 
mm-hmm. and then they hand them off to ICE. Right. Well, ICE is overcrowded. The pipeline is clogged farther down the pipe. That's why you're seeing these pictures at the border. None of the, I was at the same sector of the border two weeks ago. These facilities were built to catch adult Mexican males, process them and return them to Mexico, typically on the same day. Uh, when I was down there, I saw children, frankly, well cared for, but in, a, in space clearly not designed for that. So the Border Patrol in the El Paso sector has, is not only dealing with those numbers, but if you just go back to last October, they were in the number six sector on the border. Now they're number two. So we get all sorts of problems so, that they're contending with at the same but time I guess last, without congressional Last help. question. I mean, if you have such overcrowding in ICE facilities, you're about to do a raid on 2,000 individuals. Do you have the beds for them? Do you have the facilities for them? Because you're not going to be able to ICE is pre- pick ICE them is up and send them back to Guatemala. Right. Uh, there is processing involved, but a lot of that is prepared for on the front end. ICE plans these things superbly. They are are ready to do that and you cannot give up interior enforcement otherwise you create one more pull factor here that they people think they can illegally come to the country get by the border and they're done and that is not the case with trump administration um, enforcement of the law ken cuccinelli thanks so much for coming in we good really to be with appreciate you. it good to see you again democrats are criticizing the president <clears throat> for trying to quote inflict pain for his own political gain and that story's next stay with us come into our country illegally, we're taking them out legally. It's very simple. It's not something I like doing, but people have come into our country illegally. This is just more of Donald Trump trying to inflict as much pain as he can on human beings for his own political gain. It is wrong. The Trump administration set to begin deportation raids across the country today. We can already see a general election fight on immigration beginning to take shape. Let's discuss. Congresswoman, you're from Los Angeles. Uh, I don't know if that's one of the targeted cities or not. I imagine it probably is. Um, What is the effect of all this? Well, people are scared. They're calling our office. They're not coming out to health fairs and other other things in the district. We've been hearing about that. We've been seeing seeing that. We're telling people uh, to know your rights. My district's office is open today from 7 a.m. to 1 p.m. Our staff will be on hand to provide any assistance possible to make inquiries to ICE. Um, So we are trying to tell people to try to remain calm, to try to go about their business. Um, We're hearing people also now starting to carry their passports out of fear, and that's just wrong in this country. Uh, Scott, I mean, you heard uh, Cuccinelli say that the priority remains dangerous criminals, hardened criminals. Again, I don't think anybody has a problem with that. But one of the concerns is that these are going to be families that are going to be separated. Somebody might come home from a kid, might come home from day camp, and his mom has been taken. And neither Vice President Pence nor Ken Cuccinelli were able to say that's not going to happen. Yeah, they should not do that. Uh, But that shouldn't stop them. We should be able to enforce the law in a reasonable way. And that's what we're doing here. Enforcing the law. You have people in the country illegally. Courts have ordered them to be deported. And you would expect the President of the United States and his administration to enforce the laws that are on the books. Now, Congress wants to change the laws. That's fine. But right now, I think the grand debate really is, are we going to enforce the laws that we have or not? And it's all taking place against the backdrop of a presidential campaign in which Democrats want to decriminalize border crossings, abolish the enforcement agencies of ICE and DHS, 
And I think this is going to be a pretty simple choice for the American people next year. It is true uh, that, that some Democrats, William Castro and Elizabeth Warren, have talked about decriminalizing crossing the border illegally, making it a, a misdemeanor offense or, or a civil offense, depending on the candidate. Um, it does seem that the, the more that President Trump runs to the right on this issue, the more Democratic presidential candidates run to the left. No? Yeah, well, he's not running to the right. I mean, this president, uh, through these actions, is literally terrorizing people. Uh, I said an extra prayer this morning for the mother and the child and the family who are right now crunched in a bathroom or they're terrified of going to the door or they couldn't go to church this morning because they are terrified of what will happen if they exited the door. Uh, you got kids who are terrified that they may come home and their parents won't be there. Um, these are human lives. And there, there is nothing about this that is a strategy other than an electoral one. This president has decided that the way to victory is to demonize black and brown people, in this case, brown people, and people who speak a different language or maybe from a different country of origin. Um, uh, we're talking about millions of people here, and there is, in my opinion, uh, only one effect here, and that is to terrify his base against uh, folks who look like the folks that they showed in cages the other day. There was a reason why the vice president went where he went. There was a reason why uh, they showed the inhumanity of the vice president and the suits looking on at these men in cages mm -hmm. uh, with no humanity. Um, uh, uh, my biggest fear, quite frankly, is the effect that this is going to have, the very traumatizing effect that this is going to have for people of color all across the country, all for a political stunt. I mean, to take a listen to speaking of Vice President Pence, uh, Pamela Brown uh, sat down with him on Friday to talk to him about these raids. Uh, take a listen to this little exchange. We expect Immigrations and Customs Enforcement uh, to, to act on deportation orders and remove people from this country. But are you concerned families will be no separated? Be will families be separated? People will be separated from this country who our courts have ordered to be deported. And I think that's one of the concerns here is that we're going to see a replay of what happened uh, a year ago when people crossing the border illegally or to trying to declare asylum legally uh, had their children taken from them. Yeah. And I mean, this is what happens to American families, too. When someone breaks the law, those parents are separated from their children. But listen, this is all terrible. I am glad that the administration finally let the cameras in so we all can see what we're dealing with on the border. No one can look away now. People want to pretend it wasn't happening, downplay it and say, oh, well, we'll just, you know, give amnesty and that'll fix it. No, look at the hundreds of thousands of people that are coming over, more than 100,000 every month. It absolutely is a crisis. We all agree on that now. And I wish the Democrats would listen to former Obama Homeland Security Secretary Jay Johnson, who says the Democrats are making a big mistake by wanting to decriminalize illegal entry and opposing deportation because that amounts to open borders. And worse than that, it creates an incentive for more people to come and compound the system because those people that want to break the law know they are fully supported by the Democratic Party. Yeah, well, I, I want to say I agree with one thing Amanda said, and that is, they letting the cameras in. Let the cameras come into these places and let's put body cams on the officers so they can people can see how these migrants are being treated and how they talk to these migrants. It's dehumanizing. It's disrespectful. They did it to me and I'm a member of Congress. Can you imagine what they're going to do? What do you mean they did to, it to you? Well, when I was at the border um, in December with Maria, the woman who crossed who was in the tear gas photo, was sitting there waiting for them to take her in. You had agents in front of me talking about members of Congress and how terrible we are and the migrants in front of me. Complete disrespect, not even waiting till I left. And then when I crossed into the U.S., 
I left the station. I came back in to use the bathroom. And one of the agents said, one down, one to go, because there was one member left. Complete disrespect. Now, there is a pattern and a culture um, in ICE and CBP that's its great concern. Everyone, st- everyone stick around. We have a lot more to talk about. One prominent African-American member of Congress is accusing Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez of, quote, playing the race card inside this new split in the Democratic Party. That's next. really just pointing out the pattern, right? It's We're not talking about just progressives. It's singling out four individuals. How they're interpreting and carrying it to another place is up to them. But I'm not going to be discussing it any further. The disagreement between Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and House Speaker Nancy Pelosi turning personal. Let's discuss. Um, let me start with you, Congresswoman. AOC seemed to suggest that Pelosi was singling out the so-called squad to leave Omar, AOC, and Congresswoman Presley, um, because they are people of color. Um, And uh, what did you make of that? Well, I can say that Nancy Pelosi made me the second Latina in the history of Congress to serve on the Committee for Energy and Commerce. So in my experience as a woman of color and the only Latina elected in the entire country in 2016, um, she has helped me um, to get on the most powerful and exclusive committee. Do you think AOC has gone too far, or is this something? Is there something else going here? I, I have to tell you, I'm, I'm actually just annoyed by the whole thing. I think the more time that Democrats spend going after each other is another day and another missed opportunity to go after this unfit president. Uh, we have an administration that is today terrorizing people all across this country. Uh, we got issues that are piling up, quite frankly, of legitimacy, looking into what exactly happened um, uh, through the Mueller report and digging deeper into that. And yet we've got folks who are pointing their weapons at each other, uh, trying to take one another out. And, and my my big fear here is, aside from the electoral one, um, say what you will about the four members of Congress that you, you named. Um, their constituency is not just the people back in their districts. They represent a rising voice within the Democratic Party and also outside the Democratic Party within the country that is frustrated by the status quo. Mm. And I think that silencing them uh, or appearing to silence them will have real consequences. So they ought to get in a room, figure it out, stop going back and forth between each other over television and magazine interviews or in tweets mm-hmm. and settle this thing uh, the, the way that they should as leaders, uh, uh, not out here in the public. A little schadenfreude for you, maybe, Scott. Yeah, I, I have to say, I hope this place is lightning proof because I'm going to say it. Thank God for Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> it, took, it took, it took, and I know this is going to be used against me someday in the near future, but... It took them saying Nancy Pelosi was a racist for everyone to realize how dumb and vapid that argument really is. Now, they've been doing it to Republicans for the last two or three, five, 10, 15, 20 years. When they finally turned it on Pelosi, Marine Dowd in the New York Times and everyone, oh, whoa, this is not a great argument. Just because someone disagrees with you doesn't make them a racist. So guess what? Thank God for Nancy Pelosi. Now, she's coddled this argument. And now Frankenstein's monsters out of the barn and terrorizing the countryside. But thank God for her that people realize not everyone you don't like in politics is a racist or hates women or whatever it is. Okay, but fair enough. But sometimes people do use racism or at least xenophobia or whatever bigotry to appeal to people. Let us now turn to the (laughs) tweets that were sent by President Trump this morning in which he told progressive Democratic congresswomen who originally came from countries whose governments are a complete and total catastrophe, the worst, most corrupt and inept anywhere in the world, et cetera, 
uh, and are viciously telling the people of the United States, the greatest and most powerful nation on earth, how our government is to be run. Why don't they go back and help the fix, help fix the totally broken and crime-infested places from which they came? First of all, uh, Cuccinelli wouldn't say who President Trump was talking about, but if we're talking about those four congresswomen, only one of the four was born in a different country, Ilhan Omar from Minnesota. She is a U.S. citizen. She came to this country legally uh, and has... and. I, I, what do you make of the president telling them to go back where they came from? I mean, he was on strong ground saying Nancy Pelosi is not a racist. <laughs> Look at these crazy people. Yes. They fling around these accusations for political benefit, and it's meaningless. But then he gets on Twitter this morning, maybe because he wanted in on the fight. He wasn't getting enough attention and says, go back to your home countries. Maybe some people do think the Bronx is a foreign country. <laughs> um, but this is just, it's too much. But these are things you hear on Fox News all the time. If you don't like it, go back to where you came from. And he's just parroting that. What do you make of it? It's incredibly racist. Um, I think we're a nation of immigrants. The electorate um, elects you to get to Congress to represent values in your district. And as you meant, as uh, Andrew mentioned, you represent much more than that. Um, you know, I'm proud to be the daughter of immigrants from Mexico. I'm proud to bring a perspective and an experience to Congress in my policy decision making. And that's what the diversity of the Democratic Party does. And I'm proud that we have more women in Congress and more women of color in Congress than ever before. This also is not true for this. I mean, not new for this president. The fact is, is he told us a long time ago what he thought about countries uh, that are dominated by people of color. Uh, he called them s-hole countries, right? Yeah. Um, he has consistently demonized women. He sees a group of women of color and assumes that they are foreign and not from here. And I got I to tell you, I don't think the president doesn't know better. I think he knows better. Uh, I think, one, he probably wants to end on the fight. But two, this is a trope to his base to basically say these folks are not like you. I think we can all agree that whether it's Ilhan Omar or Melania Trump, they are American, and That's they right. belong here, and nobody should tell either one of them to go back where they and came from. And by the from. way, if you're a Somali refugee, you also belong here. She came here as a refugee, as a member of Congress. We ought to be okay. celebrating that story. Thanks, one and all. Well, it was a long time coming, but finally for President Trump, he found a foreign official that crossed a line. That's this week's State of the Cartoonian. Next, stay with us. President Trump's red line when dealing with world leaders? That's the subject of this week's State of the Cartoon. President Trump has finally had enough from one particular world leader. Who is it? Murderous Kim Jong-un? Homicidal Vladimir Putin? Slaughterous Mohammed bin Salman? No, it's the British ambassador, Sir Kim Derrick. Derrick, in a series of private cables to the UK that leaked, was revealed to have described the president as inept, incompetent, and radiating insecurity. And what better way to prove Derek wrong than for President Trump to angrily and repeatedly tweet insults about him, calling him wacky, very stupid, and a pompous fool. The president's advisors have been talking about who might become the next British ambassador, and they're floating a particular pro-Trump Brit. I wonder if Nigel would take that role. He's now in parliament there. I wonder if he would take it. He's uh, Mr. Brexit. Who else? Perhaps if he does not become prime minister, the Donald Trump of Britain, Boris Johnson, might be interested. The two could share stylists in D.C. Donald Trump is clearly out of his mind. Or maybe not. Hopefully, whoever the next ambassador is will forgive the U.S. for not letting the Redcoats take over the airports during the Revolutionary War. Our army manned the air. It ran the ramparts. 
It took over the airports. It did everything it had to do. Fareed Zakari is coming up next. Thanks for watching. Now streaming exclusively on Max, a new CNN flash talk about the album that has Nashville talking. Call Me Country, Beyonce and Nashville's Renaissance. Watch it at max.com slash callmecountry. Max subscription required.